Dune, bro. Dune, bro. Are we on? Yeah, mate. Hello to everyone, like I always say. Goodbye, everyone. It's the sad cunt. See, you're just a fucking... <laughs> God created you to fucking annoy me. You're just a sad cunt anyway. What do you say to people that say you're not self-made? Say again? What do you say to the people that say that you're not self-made? I come from the Houses Commissions. I'm self-made. Period, brother. Some people say that it's your family's name. You Listen to me when I tell you this. Families are nothing for me. If anything, I just inherited fucking all the enemies. So having the family name, and let's just say it, having been related to certain people, it was a disadvantage in a way. Because I, I was born hated, brother. But hated my whole fucking life, bro. It started off because the family, my cousins, and it started off because this. And so don't even go down that path. So you, you said you're born hated. Yeah. Born sinner, the opposite. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> point is, yeah, so you're, tell us about the early childhood in your life and that. But what? Tell us about. So fucking gangster shit, don't worry about that. Yeah, but tell us how you got to the mind state of where, what made you want to join a gang and stuff like that. It's very easy, this one. Don't give, don't give one minute answers, bro. We need to All stretch right. it out. Okay. 50 okay. minutes. I'll tell you. What? Come from the Houses Commission. Cousins have Ferraris, Lamborghinis. My cousin John and Sam would come around. They're fucking Lambos and they're Ferraris. And I would look. I said, look at they from a young age. Swear to God. I said, look at these cunts. What the fuck are they doing? I remember when I was fucking knee high, bro. Just always looking, thinking, fuck. I want to fucking be rich, man. I want to have a lot of money. I want to be cash. What was it about that that you that, that you tried My cousins. What was cousins it about come, the, the I don't know. My cousins one. come around. Like my cousin Sam would give us 500 bucks to wash his Ferrari. And with the old fucking big $50 notes. You know what I mean? 500 bucks, kid, bro, wash a Ferrari, eh? Dick, bro, let me tell you. It was just a different lifestyle. Do you know what I'm saying? So I seen like my cousin, like mainly my cousin Sam, because it was around him more than John. Sam would come around with glamour girls, fucking beautiful cars. Just the man, brother. How old was he at the time? He was oh, in his late 20s, I would say. Single Give kicking him, it. Oh, he, I think he had a fiance, but he had a lot of girls in there. Who gave him up? The guy's getting deported, bro. I think his marriage is long over. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Who gave him up? Anyway, shut the fuck up. Cocksucking <laughs> cunt. Go on. So you attracted that at an early age. Was it because you were in the housing commission that, yeah, that it gave you a chip on your shoulder and stuff. Yeah, I didn't like I didn't like growing up in the housing. Why were you in the housing commission if your cousins and your family successful? Because I'll make it clear to you now. You said it about My your cousin mom Sam and, and John. Yeah. Self-made. So by the time they became wealthy enough to spoil the whole family, they didn't really spoil my mum because we were just starting off in our teens, so it was our responsibility. Do you get what I mean? So if I was like a year old and Sam and John were made, they would have helped out my mum. By the time they become established, we were just coming up in, on the street. So it was our duty, it wasn't their duty. Do you get what I'm saying? I get, I get it, yeah. So they didn't, that's the difference. Like they probably would have looked after my mum if we weren't around. But by the time we got to our teens, they were established. And then we were making our own money and we are doing our own thing, so to speak. So we looked after our own family. Did you go to school and stuff? No, nah, not at all. No, never used to go to school, bro. Every time I'd go to school, it was so pot. 
What, this is primary or high, high school? school? I left year seven. Year seven or eight. Seriously? Yeah, something like that. I just had a mad pot run at the school and that. You're getting all the, like, the little kids high in that? Please, and pot run was making about two grand a week. Seriously? <laughs> it was killing it. Straight the fuck out. I was on a push bike going around delivering pot to everyone. It's like I delivering the mail, but I would have been about 13. I was about 13, year seven. I had a mad pot run. I didn't go the fucking too long. How did you, how did you get that? In your uh, I'm not going to implicate anyone how I've done that. As far as anyone concerned, I was a kid at that stage. So I'll go to Juvie. These poor cunts, I'm not going to drop people's name off who gave me a start and who didn't. Fuck that. How was Juvie? I said... What? Did you hear what I said? <laughs> you said something about Juvie. I said, you dickhead. <laughs> I spoke about selling pot when I was 13 years old. Yeah. You said who started you? The guys that started me were older than me. I'm not gonna implicate them. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying you I would have went. I like I would have to juvie. I was 13 years old. So what happens after this pot run? You just got caught, or no? Nah? No. You just gave it up. It starts there never comes. It's easier. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking easier, bro. Was the first, how did you figure? Like, who told you to do that, or you just figured it out? I'll tell you the truth, this bloke rocked up in a mad car. I would have been. 14, 15, I'm not sure how old I was. I was fucking young, but, bro, I was, I was young. I didn't go to school. I remember I had wags. We call it wagon back in them days. Mm. I don't know what he's calling it now, but I wagged school. And this older cunt come around in a sick-ass car, bro. And I took his car off him. <laughs> I fucking dead said took his car off him, mate. I went for a drive in it. And I went out, fuck, I had that license. I picked up this girl from the school. And I told her, it's my new car, this, that. And then I just... Took the car. I told the guy, fuck off. I said, get the fuck out of here. You're not getting it back. Go get me the regio papers. No I was way. too young. Couldn't even sign in my name. At 14? I was 15? young. I was that young. I couldn't put the regio paper in my name. I had to put it in my dad's name. And then I said to my dad, uh, my cousin's bought it for me. So my dad goes, where'd you get this car from? I go, Mick bought it for me. And Mick backed it up. Mick goes, yeah, I bought it for him. But I stood over this cunt. An older, uh, older guy? Yeah, would have been in his 20s. 21. Uh, criminal too. Want to be fucking drug dealer? Thought he was a mad cunt. Please, bro. I come from the Ibrahim family. You can't do shit to me. Get out of the car, cocksucker. I took his car off him. <laughs> now, they don't look at you like, oh, man, look at this kid. I wasn't a kid, bro. I was 110 kilos, solid as fuck. Big mullet. Not your average kid, bro. I had to you from there to there, from there to there. You already were tatted up. I got my first tattoo when I was 12. So what was it? Um, I think it was my left one. So not your average kid, brother. Let me tell you. Not your average kid at all. Well, age of 15, I was a nomad, brother. Don't forget that. Were you like fat back then? Mm -mm. Or like solid? I was trained all day on fucking Dynabot tablets, SARS 250. Seriously? Yeah. Not really steroids. It was mainly, I was just, I don't know, I was just big. Like I'm small now because I've grown up. But in my time, I was this size. So being 14 years old, this size. It, I was a big boy, you know what I mean? And the bloke never came looking for his car, nothing? No, bro. I had a knife on me everywhere I would go. I'd stab the fuck out of him. <laughs> I would have stabbed the fuck out of him. I didn't even have to pull the knife what out. What put in your head there? I like... didn't even have to pull the knife out. He knew I had a knife on me. Like, everyone knew I carried a knife on me. So when I walked up to him, I said, get out of the car. I didn't even have to reach for my knife. I didn't even have to threaten him. Because he's obviously new in his head. This little punk's got a fucking knife on him. Fuck, he just got out of the car, gave me the car. I was 14, actually. 14, you know how I remember? Because I was playing footy then. 
It could have been 13, actually, going on to 14. I was playing footy because I used to always wag school because I didn't want to be tired of footy training. So I used to do school. <laughs> and you sit around all day and wait for training. I said, love footy training. Seriously? Yeah, I was young. Bro. I'm talking young, bro. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't even a nomad when this. I joined nomads when I was 15. So when I was the first person I took a car off, I would have been 13. <coughs> I would have been 13. I used to walk around with a knife on me and just a big thug. Yeah, but you know what? I just imagine like if a 13-year-old now comes up to you and he's trying, you know, you're just like, get out of here, bro. Yeah, I would knock you out. I'd bitch slap you. I'd walk up to you, but very aggressive. Bro, straight out. But tell you the truth, you know, when I was young, I never used to pull a knife out on anyone. Unless, like, say there was, like, four big cunts and they want to punch on, I'd pull a knife out and they'll run. I never actually robbed someone of a knife. I didn't have to. Like, I was building my reputation. My cousins taught me, don't pull weapons out when you want to fucking put it on someone. Have your, like, your character for person feel more. So when I woke up to someone, I made it my... my <coughs> Specifically, I wouldn't pull a weapon so no one could ever say, bro, you put a knife to my neck and took my car. No, bro. I woke up to you, I have nothing, not showing nothing. So you're taking the car, fuck off. That's gangster. That's authority. I didn't have to come up to you with a weapon and say, get out of that car, get it. No, bro. You know I've got a weapon on me, so I carry a knife everywhere, but I don't have to draw that knife and have, don't have to make reference to that knife because I'm not a fucker. I'm a weak like that. I'll come up with my fist, and if it gets ugly, and you're winning the fight, then I'll pull a knife out. But I'm not just going to pull a knife out and scare you from the get-go. I'll give you an opportunity to fucking fight. You know that authority stuff at 13, 14? Some people, you know what I mean, are not confrontational. Mm-hmm. They're growing up. Some people love confrontation. How did you figure out like, that you like confrontation at a young age? My older brother Simon and me were very close, even from a young age. We just wanted... To be as bad as my cousin Sam and John. From that high. From a kid. Do you know what I mean? Bad as in what? Like I'll tell you an example. My mum told me a story when, I, when we were kids. My cousin Sam would have been 11 years old, 12 years old. He was in the back seat of the car with my mum. And my mum and that were in Greenacre. This is the stories we grew up to. So from fucking six, seven years old, hearing that someone at the age of 11 was doing this. So... You're already starting to understand. Yeah. I'll, I'll explain it to you. My mum used to told this story a thousand times. My cousin Sam was in the car. My dad got into a road rage with another guy, two Aussie guys. They were jumping my dad. My cousin Sam got out, got the cricket bat out of the back because I come back from a cricket trainer. Sam would have been 11. He'd start playing cricket. My mum brought Sam from Lebanon. Sam's mum wasn't here. So John and Sam were with my mum. She was raising him, you know what I mean? So she took Sam to cricket training and after there was a fight, my mom, the guy grabbed my mom by her neck, my cousin got out with the cricket bat and broke the guy's back, literally broke his back. Sam, they couldn't, jail Sam was too young at that age, made him a quadriplegic, like, broke his back. The guy was in the wheelchair to this day. So I grew up to these stories. And the stories about my other cousin, John's uncle in Lebanon. When they killed him, when they killed him, I'm, I know I'm going for one story next, but I'm trying to let you understand the mentality. The yeah. mentality. And then my mum told me another story about um, Johnny Sam's uncle, hardest cunt in the, in the whole fucking month, of, like the ruthless. When they killed him, bro, they blocked off the village. And they shot him 60 times. And 
there was government standing with, against the army, so the army couldn't come take him. They made sure he was dead because he was that much of a ruthless gangster. Yeah, like my mom, we grew up listening to these stories. So by the age of 11, 12, I'm full-blown fucking thug, bro. Like, I got, my mom didn't mean it, but she, it's just the life she grew up in. And then she just told us all the stories and then we grew up thinking we want to be like that. It was the wrong move on my mum's end because she implemented these stories in my mind and I wanted the respect from my mum and my dad and everyone and I just thought I'd seen the respect Sam had and I must, everyone loved Sam, you know what I mean? Everyone loved Sam. Like who's the warrior in the family? This is uh, John's older brother. Yeah, like in that family barbecues, Sam will turn off the, the barbecue with his hands. Yeah, bro. Literally, like, so we all grew up looking at Sam as the king. So we all followed in the ranks of Sam and John, so to speak. John as well, so, because John and Sam are similar ages, you know what I mean? So it was all, but I always refer to Sam more because Sam was around us more. John was, like, already in the city, city ways where Sam lived in the next street from where my mum lives. So my mum lived here, Sam lived there. John was real close to us. So I grew up, like, just watching that, bro. Like, even looking at my cousins and that, thinking I want to be better than them. So I would do extraordinary things, bro. Extraordinary. Yeah, like, I don't know if that's the right word. Like, no, nah, that means you did big things like, bro, for a kid, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I'd, I'd walk up, there'll be 20 boys on the basketball court and attack all of them <laughs> just to try to make a name for myself. Do you have something wrong with you in your head? In what sense? Like, some kids, they get, like, ADHD. Yeah, yeah I've got ADHD. Yeah, I've got all that. Schizophrenia, paranoia, I've got all that. No, not as a kid. Well, as you a kid. Di you diagnosed schizophrenia as a kid? I heaps of things. I just go, they want me to go to special school. As a kid? Yeah. 13 years old, they diagnosed you with that? I fucking bashed the fuck out of my school teacher when I was young, young, young. Uh, she fucking, it was a lady too. She annoyed me, bro. <laughs> she told me, no, I, don't, <laughs> I know it's bad, bro. She called me one of the house kids and then she just fucking triggered me off and I fucking just fucking annihilated her. She was being what, like discriminatory? Yeah, I attacked her and I got diagnosed with that. I couldn't control my anger from a young age. I just got ballistic, bro. <laughs> Even to, now, to this day, I can't, like, you see, sometimes I look at you and you got, bro, I'm out of here and you bounce. I get very angry, bro. I've heard that you're telling me that, like that. I know the anger thing is real, but I thought that's maybe like when you grew no, up, after no. jail, after no. this, that. That's as a kid. Yeah. Like, even when I was a nomad, I remember I was on the bar, and this fucking cunt was just annoying me, this fucking redneck fucking cunt, bro. He's big too, bro. And I was serving drinks behind the bar. Because back in my day, you had to do nominee duties. So, you know, I'm sitting here amongst all these nomads, and this one cunt just kept annoying me. And I was getting angry, bro. And there was no one around at that point. It was just me, my brother, and Mick. The, we didn't have all the boys. It was all the all Aussies. All the Alebos. Like, our, our, our crew didn't come in yet. And, bro, I remember I was... This is to give you an understanding of my anger. This cunt just kept, just like, singling me out. Just eyeing you out? Nah, like, giving me 20 on note. I said, fuck, a walk boy gave me the wrong change. He just kept doing it, kept doing it. And, bro, I just attacked him, bro. I'm telling you straight out. I was a knob. This cunt was 20-year member of the club. Bro, just fucking jumped on him, bought in his face, just fucking smashed him, bro. And then I got kicked out of the club. And then I got brought back in the club. Then I got kicked out again. I got brought, I got kicked out about fucking in two years. Took me two years to get my colours because I got kicked out so many times. Can't control my anger, bro. Like, bro, I was riding once with him. And they just fucking annoyed me, bro. I don't know why I just got annoyed. Like, 
things I was saying to me like, throughout the day. So I just left them run and went home. Bruh. My cousin brings me up. He says, where the fuck are you? I said, I'm going to come back. Get fucked. Fuck you in the club. I'm not coming back. He goes, I'm going to kill you. And I said, so, yeah, fuck off, bro. I said, I don't need this shit. Fuck off. Bro, I'm on a national run. You can't leave. Nominees can't leave. You leave, they'll shoot you, bro. They tell you, you leave, we'll shoot you. Seriously. And bro, I was riding. I thought, these, and I had big ape hangers. They thought, these fucking cocksuckers. I was fucking turned off, bro. I just fucking literally just went home. And my brother looked back at me like, where the fuck am I going? I stuck my finger on my brother too. I like, fuck you too, bro. I just went home. And then and my you mom, can't do that. Then I was like, what's going on? She says, I thought you going on the run. The bike run, Sam and that. Because she would hear Sam and that saying like the whole week, don't fuck up. You're coming on the my flag. You come and you leave at the last person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, fuck off, bro. Don't piss me off. Get the fuck out of here, bro. I'm mad about bouncing. I just fucking ride off. Heaps times, bro. I've done heaps of shit like that. Why is it so important, this run? National run. What does that mean? Because everyone, everyone that's high up in the club wants to feel important. So come. They party for fucking four days. And when you're a nominee, you got to cater to them. You're the little fucking slave. So I was like, fuck that, bro. I was like, get fucked. I'm out of here. This can't tell me what to do. I'll fucking pump all these cars. Well, tell me what to do, you fuck cocksuckers. At this, at this point in time, bro, I got respect on the street. My name started in the... Get out there, you know what I mean? Our crew started. And I was a bikey, but I had my side crew and whatever we do. And I was coming up the ranks in the nomads. So I'm thinking, who the fuck are you, bro? Get fuck yourself. Turn off, left, didn't get it to run. Everyone's, um, God rest his soul. Do you know who that is? I've heard that. Listen to this, bro. He comes to my house and he goes, are you going on the run? And I said, yeah. He goes, is it the bike you run? Yeah, because he's always come with us. He wasn't nomad, but he was with us all the way. Anyway, he told me he had these girls lined up, this, that, right? We're cruising, this, that. Bro, my vest kept coming undone. Was, the boys are flying and my vest just kept coming undone. So I kept slowing down, fixing my vest. Bro, I pulled over. This come on every run. I've had a few situations, runs with coppers, arguments, this, that. He goes, look, I like feeling, bro, let's get the fuck out of here. We got shrimp. Fuck the bike, bro. I left the bike on the fucking side of the road. Locked it up. Bro, I got in the car. I said, fuck them in there. Run, let's go, bro. And my cousin kicked me out for that too. He was going to kill me that day. Sam called me. He goes, I'm going to kill you. He goes, you've done too many stunts. You're gone when I see you. I just, You're not a nominee. Then. I avoided him. No, I was, I was a probationary member. What's that? In the Just got between? my colours. So you're still on, you're on probationary for 12 months. You've got all your patches, but you're still probate. But, if you do anything Yeah wrong. and I just Fuck it my god Let's go bro Like I'm the fucking National president And another time bro I was a fucking nom And I went and tattooed The colours on my back The full fucking colours On my back bro <laughs> Is that the 14 or whatever No 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 I covered, The 14 is I went over Because I didn't like The way it looked Yeah but I had The actual name my patch On my back So you were a full smart ass bro. Yeah I was fucked bro I was very 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 out of control and when you get kicked out, you usually don't get back in, right? Oh, I got kicked out 10 times. But as a not as a other person, if they get kicked out, they wouldn't get back in? No. But you only got back in because of your cousins and that. Sam used to bring me back in. And Greg. When you get back in, do you do it like, is there a thing that you have to do yeah. to get in, indicted in or something? Yeah. What are you going to do? Is no, that, about the that the blood and that? Shut the fuck up. I've heard shit like no, that. No, 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 none of that. No? No. Bro, I'm telling you, do you know how many runs I went on, how many fights I had on the runs? Bro, you know, once I was all on the freeway, pulled over, and there was his member, I won't say his name, he's in another club now, but he had fucking big cash, bro. And he had one of those 
duffel bags. You know those like yeah, the yeah. ones that you wear in Newtown, the Newtown people wear? Yeah, yeah. With the um, the side bag, it's a big, it's a back thing. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it looks like a new town, like a rave person wears. Bro, he had that. He had about fifty grand in it, and he was riding it. And we pulled over on the freeway. He was telling me, he gave me the bag, and he goes, "That saves money." He goes, "Listen, just put it on you," and he goes, just give it to Sam when you stop. Because he was a big money maker in the club, he had a like a more throwy at that stage than I did because he's a money maker. So I just didn't say nothing. I thought, "You want to put me on show, you fucking cock." Put the bag on. Bro, I wrote off. Took the money and said he's a liar. Sam's like, where's my fucking money? I goes, fucking liar, bro. There's nothing in the bag. I took the fucking money. <laughs> took the 50 grand. I swear to God, counted it. Excluded all the boys. I go, fuck him, bro. This cunt's got big money, bro. Fuck him, bro. Then he come and see me. He goes, where's the bag? I said, listen, you gave me the bag and didn't tell me specifically what to do with the bag. You said it's Sam's money. Work it out with Sam, whatever. I worked it out with Sam, bro. I took the money. It's not my fucking problem. Next time, don't give me the bag, cocksucker. He goes, bridge not going to fucking bridge up, can't I? I said, no fucking bridge up. We'll chop you now. And we'll just say to Sam and that we'll make a story up, bro. We'll come up with something. Don't even go back there and G Sam up. I'll come to your house, I'm telling you now. And then he didn't like me that member at all. Hey, fuck, he hated me. He bought everyone a bike, didn't buy me one. <laughs> hated me, bro. <laughs> Like even, to this day, him, even to this day, Before? we see each other. He's in another crew. We'll talk, but he hates me deep down in his heart. Still alive, this guy? He's alive. He's another gang. He's high up in another crew too. Yeah, bro. So you just full ripped him. Ripped him, bro. Fucking put me on show. Give me the bag. I'm like a fucking goose, you goose. Just because he gave you the bag. The way he gave it to me. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. It's for Sam. Yeah, working up Sam, bro. It's fucking hurting my neck, bro. I say talks. It's fucking hurting my neck, bro. You know what I mean? He's got these fucking teeth. Like, I can't explain to this cunt, for a guy that had so much money, didn't look after himself. Like, dressed nice, but he was falling apart, bro, because he used to rub the coke on his teeth. So his teeth were fucking, <laughs> this guy was a mess. But it was a big earner for the club, so you couldn't say nothing to him. And now the, when the big earners, do they get more, like... Are they? You, I remember once you started. Listen, it's common are, sense. They're feeding the fucking national president, the president. He's giving them 100 grand each, 200 grand there. You can't send up to a person like that. This is he's protected from the bosses. But this has got nothing to do with. I remember once you were talking about if someone makes money on the on the side. No, he's got nothing to do. This is see, this is different. This is a guy that bought his way into our club. This guy was in another gang. Yeah. Then he paid. Sam and Greg to come into our club to get out of that club. So this guy's gone from another club to our club and now he's in a different club. So this guy paid to come into our club. So this guy never had our respect. I hated him from the get-go. So this guy just got his colours, took me two fucking years and this prick just got his colours off the bat. And this is when, back in the day, where you couldn't buy colours. But my cousin sold some colours, which wasn't spoken about, but we know he paid. Like, he's a fucking gronk, this guy, to get his colours. In, uh, in every bike crew did they... Were they selling colours or not? Nah. So in every crew, no one's allowed back to Back then, colours. nah, nah. Back then, it was 100% proper. But yeah, we bent the rules as we wanted. But I can tell you 100 fucking stories, bro, out on the road. Fuck me dead, bro. That was laughs I used to have. Bro, I'm telling you, bro. Once I was at the back of Sam, I was I just got my fucking nominee patch and he was doubling me. And bro, he pulled up to set lights. And then this fucking big ruler cunt blocked us off. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking, bro. Blocked us off. Going off. Got out on the fight. Bro, what kind of sand can fight? Like, fucking. Who take on 10 men? 
Everyone knows in Sydney on the streets. Sydney Sam's known to be one of the fucking pound for pound fighters. When this guy bucked us off, I thought, you're dead, bro. You're dead. That's why I thought this guy, Sam's going to kill him. Sam got off the bike, bro. He put his leg over the fucking front handlebar. The bike fell, fell on the floor. I'm struggling to get up because he's dropped the fucking bike. I'm on the back. I didn't even think he was going to do that. Annihilated this bloke, bro. He fucked this bloke up so bad. I couldn't even stop him. Can't stop him, bro. I just stood back. You could, but you can't get near him. Just stood back, bro. Just make sure no one else jumped in it. And kept a look around now the cars with this guy. Because he blocked us off. Like, he can't block us off. Jumped out. Ah! Sam just cleaned him up two seconds. And then, bro, I got back on the bike. He picked the bike. He goes, you fucking dickhead. You dropped the bike. I go, you fucking dropped it. Are you fucking dropped it. You fucking dropped it. Anyway, we got back to the clubhouse. And Sam's like, telling the story. And I'm just looking at Sam. Just amazed. Thinking, this guy's fucking not normal. Like... He had a lot of our respect, you know what I mean? Like, we respected him heaps, bro. The guy, different cat, he just comes from a different category, fucking different generation, bro. Like, can't explain it. Did you have many road rage incidents on the bike? Nah, oh, a few times, cunts, stupid cunts, bro. Like, back in them days, people weren't scared of the bikies how they are now. Do you know what I mean? So, you'd get three big boys in a car, we'll block off a bikie. And it's their, it's their biggest mistake. They find that the hard way. Because now the bikies are very, very feared. But back 20 years ago, bikies wasn't how it is today. You st- do you know what I mean? Like mm. us, we made the name for the bikies. The bikies weren't like this back in the day. No one was scared of them. 20 years ago, bro, like I'm 35, I joined the club when I was 15. So f- 20 years ago, I'm telling you now, it was different. Cunts would fuck around on the road. Not get scared, like start with us. And Sam would just annihilate him. But we walked once on a freeway and we'll fuck come back from a run. It was me. I won't say their names because they're all in different clubs now. But there was about seven, eight of us. I think we'll ride them. Fuck, it was freezing, bro. I had a mask on. It was fuck, it's too cold. I was fucking riding like that, bro. Because we always have eight pingers. This used to be a rule. We all had eight pingers before they changed the law. Now you can't ride with eight pingers. It's five points. But back in our day, everyone had, everyone had to have ape hangers. It was a rule in the chapter. So when we ride, everyone's riding like that. It looks sick. So anyway, we're all riding. We're fucking freezing. Bro, these cunts pulled up near us, started with us. We got out on the freeway, had it out of them. Bro, my hands were fucking like ice. You know, ice? Punching it out of this bloke, bro. I don't even know what the fuck happened. I don't know who cut who off. But bro, there was seven of us and these cars cut us off. I think they'll come back from a fishing trip. It must be kind of a fishing trip because it all had flannel shirts on and that. We just punched it out on the freeway. Come back, I think it was from Newcastle. Bro, just punching it out in the middle of the freeway. You know, if any cars were coming, we would have got run over because we're literally on the freeway just fucking boom, 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 just punching on these blokes because when they cut us off, we stopped straight away. You want to go? We'll go. We got off the bikes. We just punched it out of them. Heaps of situations like that, bro. Now, no one fucks with the bikies. But back then, no one give a fuck about the bikies, bro. We go, literally made the name for the bikies in Australia. Do you guys always ride in packs? We or? used to, yeah. Always. You never ride alone? I'd ride alone. But it was always fun in packs. And then what? You only ride in packs every so often? or was Every it day. Because, see, the Nomads Parramatta chapter, it was all Lebos at this, by this time. By the time we got our colours and started getting authority, it was all Lebos. So literally, like, we're in Parramatta area, for example... Everyone's come from this area, that area, this area, that area, but we're always in Parramatta every day. Do you know what I mean? So we're all on our bikes. We would wear our colours every fucking day. 
and we were together every fucking day, seven days a week. It wasn't like now, just Friday night meeting. It used to be every day. You know, sons of anarchy? Not what they get up to, not what sons of anarchy get up to, that type of shit, but see how they were together every day? That's how clubs used to be. Every single day together. So you got no time to like do a job, nothing. No way you in the world. When you when you're a bikey, that's it. You've given your life. Back up in our it. days, nah. You make money. We all used to make money with each other, not working, but. And you're full, hundred percent dedicated. Hundred percent dedicated. Every single day together. But we so had all you, the clubs paying us. We had we had a fucking down packed. When you join the bikies, do you have to like? Is there what's the what's the agreement? You get you get your non pack. Someone vouches for you, right? So let's say I want to join, right? So uh, I have to be like someone has to t say, look, this bloke's legit. three people. Three, three people will have to know you. You say the rules in work. the club. Yeah, in the, in your chapter. So, what's a, let's break it down. What's a chapter? Meridans, Parramatta, Granville. Every area's got their own charter. And what's like how many boys in the charter or whatever? Parramatta had about seventy boys. Where so every area gets their own manager, like sort of thing. President, yeah. Seriously. And then there's national presidents on top of everyone. So every charter's got a president, vice president, sergeant at arms, treasurer, road captain. And there's heaps of chapters yeah, there's in the nomads. 30, how much? How in Australia? Like in New South Wales? For nomads? Yeah. I there's think there's 60 chapters Australia wide. So 65 chapters, actually. Pretty sure there's 65 Australia wide. There's heaps of people, bro. Yeah, nomads are pretty big. People don't realise how big nomads are. We're if every chapter everyone has, says, if everyone has a 50, that's heaps of people, example, bro. That's 3,000 people there. No, no, no. There's only 3,000 bikers in the whole entire Australia. With all the gangs combined. Don't listen to these bullshit. This but you just said 60 chapters. 65 chapters, but not every chapter's got 70 boys. You need five boys to open a charter. Oh, okay. Parramatta had 70 boys because there's all my mates in there. Some charters only had six members. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got about 600 members. But people see, people say the nomads are small but crazy. That's what the myth was. Like The Parramatta chapter was out of control. They haven't got big numbers in Australia, but Parramatta is crazy. They, they will take on another whole gang. Do you know what I mean? I remember once we met up this other gang, they were the biggest apparently in Australia. And then he said to my cousin, like we're all sitting outside. This was like 20 years ago, bro. And we've gone to the area, and he goes to my cousin, he's a walk too, but not Lebo. He goes, are these all your boys? And the same goes, yeah. He goes, they're all nomads. And this was when there was no Lebanese young Lebos in any cruise. The same goes, yeah, why? They're all my fucking, they're all my brothers and my little cousins. Why? I remember, I will never forget for the rest of my life to look on his face. He looked, he thought, he used to think he was the most powerful, this guy. You know what I mean? They'd be, they'd be club, I'm not going to say the name. I wouldn't even give them the acknowledgement of saying the fucking name. I don't like them. It's just another another rival of ours who were the biggest at that point. And then he said to my cousin, who had a pub? And we're all outside, bro, fucking ready to go. Like, they came down with fucking their beers in their hand. We came down as a fucking crew, bro. These cunts were fucked if they tried anything. You know, fucked? Fucked, brother. brother. I'm 16 years old. Not a care in the world. All right, not a kid. Jail doesn't mean you have a nothing single to lose. thing to me. So you have nothing to I lose. I will fucking take you out on the camera. I don't give a fuck at that point in my life. You know what I mean? That mentality. We've walked in and I've just looked straight at him. Bro, he didn't even know I was a nomad because he, he knew all young punks. We're all in Adidas trackies, 
hoodies on. Bro, we'll fuck sitting in there, hands in my fucking hoodie and that, with my hands there. Just looking at him and see him goes, oh, he's wait outside. Wait outside. And then they had four or five members of their members, beer drinking, just fat slobs. And we were staring at him. And bro, every time we look at him, they put their eyes to the floor. I remember I looked at fuck one of the boys. Look, he's fucking weak cunts, bro. Is this what we're going up against? I thought these guys were gangsters, bro. These are fucking, these cunts are nothing. Saying right in front of him. And the whole five, six of them just looking at us. Not knowing what to do. And I remember like, that, that um, national president came out and looked at all of us like that. And he wanted to talk to us, you know what I mean? Like, he went out of his way to say hello to us all. He's all using the new blood off the one percenters in Australia and gave us this speech. And I was just looking at him. I swear to my mum, bro. He's, he's not a weak cunt, this guy. He's intimidating. Like, he's, he's, he's a, a walk too. And he's, bro, he's not weak ever. But he was shocked because he had none of his... Cousins, none of his family in this club at that point when they were the biggest. It was just him and his brother, I think. He had no nephews, no cousins, no one, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this guy was not a weak cunt. He was just literally baffled. He goes, you said, oh, bikies. I said, yeah. Fucking have, why? Bridge tried up to me and he, and he like, not patted me like, he's, he's still young, you got fire and he was talking like that. He goes, I can't believe he's all bikies. He was fucking shocked, bro. And then we went to Bankstown Bike Show the following week. He, he obviously knew we were coming. And then when we rocked up again, bro, we rocked up. I took heaps of boys that weren't even in the club with us. So I walked in with 200 boys. Bro, we're ready to war with anyone on that day because we went there prepared. Sam goes, he's come prepared because they might ambush us. We don't want to get attacked like back in the days other crews have been attacked. And we were fucking ready for anything. I remember walking around Bankstown Bike Show but I was walking around looking for trouble, bro. I remember walking past clubs, stopping and saying, what the fuck are you looking at? And they're like, bro, we're all here to enjoy yourself. I said, yeah, fuck, are we cunts? I just keep walking. Just start trying to, there'll be 50 other clubs there, I'm just trying to start trouble. You know what I mean? Walking, sitting on people's bikes, you're not allowed to do that. If I see another custom, beautiful custom Harley, from another gang, but I'd walk over, sit on it, and look at it, and then their members are looking like, actually, what? And I'm just looking at them, like looking for trouble, bro, you know what I mean? Like, now you see me a nice guy, bro. I was a colourful bloke, bro. I was the biggest troublemaker and backed my mouth up, bro. Like, you're not calling my bluff, you know what I mean? You know, if I'm looking at you, you're not going to say, oh, this because we can bluff him. It's going to be fucking drama, bro. You're going to have a fucking hand, handful, you know what I mean? It's going to be on and it's going to be on for months, brother. That one argument's going to lead to tit for tap for fucking six months of us, you know what I mean? It's uh, a fucking mind frame. You feel comfortable because, like, you know that your cousin's going to back you at the end of the day or whatever. No, nah, bro, I just didn't give a fuck back then. Swear to my mum, not even sitting here on camera talking it up to the fucking fans or my haters, whatever the fuck you want to call them. We just didn't give a fuck. Straight out. Shouldn't it, bro? Yeah, it was a crazy life, bro. Like, I'm telling you, we were the biggest back then in power-wise. We had the most power in Sydney for a good five, six years. And then when we all went to jail, we lost the streets for a bit. And then we went, because we went to jail for a fucking decade, bro. We didn't go to jail for fucking six months. We went to jail for a fucking decade. So other crews started recruiting and everyone built their name up. And then when we got out, we stood our ground. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, Parramatta. Soon as we got out, we claimed Parramatta. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's our fucking area. 
Does that mean that no anyone, anyone, anyone like... No one had taken Parramatta. It was always just... It was our territory. And when we went away, no one ever claimed Parramatta. And the boys that did claim Parramatta were aligned to us. Come and visit us in jail. So no one ever challenged us for Parramatta. Do you know what I mean? What was Parramatta, I think, for, is it that was, that for was the area you grew up in? Or? It's our area. So when we got out of jail, we reclaimed Parramatta straight away, put it on our vest and just claimed Parramatta. No one, no one challenged us. There was, there was no fight, nothing. Well, why is that the chosen area? It's been that area for a long time. Now I don't give a fuck about areas. I couldn't give a fuck what area. You can have this area, have that area, this. I don't give a fuck. Don't, don't cross on my toes, I won't step on your toe. But back in our days, it was areas for every crew. Now, all the crews share the areas. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll walk through Parramatta now and there'll be three or four other clubs. Do you know what I mean? I'll walk through Blacktown. There's three, four different you're clubs. Saying that if yeah, you're saying Liverpool, there's if, three, four different clubs. You're like, saying if you own the area, no one can... You can't walk in the Back area? in our day? Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Back in my day, you can't come into the area. Not even like fill up You petrol. can't come into the area. We can't see fill you petrol. attacking you. Listen to me. When we're back... Seriously. Parramatta nomads were the most ruthless nomads in the whole entire Australia. So I couldn't go to Aldi's no. net. Listen, if we catch you, you're fucked. I, remember I was in a uh, service station. Another crew walked in. I looked at her. They didn't have their colours on. I thought, I know these fucks. I've seen them before. Where do I know these fucks from? As soon as they walked into the server, I said to them, what crew are you from? They go, bro, we're fucking just running through, putting petrol, we're out of here. I said, what fucking crew are you from? They go, bro, we don't want... And literally walked under the camera and put their hands up. I go, you fucking weak cunts. I go, whatever crew you're from, get your petrol. If I catch you in this area again tonight, you know what's going to happen. Why is that, bro? You can't, you can't. If you ride for the area, I'll attack you on site. Attack you on site, brother. Pull you over on your bike when it's on. But if I catch you in the area walking with no colours on, you get put on and told to leave. But well, if you come in with your colours, it's on. Why Why is that? Is it because you like this guy's coming in that with was the Sam's intention rule. of something? That was Sam's rule. Well, what my, was cousin the, Sam, what's the, my cousin Sam had that rule. What's the wisdom behind it? He just said, attack any club on site in Parameter. And if you didn't, you're out. So it was like, sweet. Does it feel like it, is it sort of uh, the, him walking in? Is that sort of disrespect or something? Like, what is that? Something like that, yeah. But, you know, now everyone still has their areas. What are you doing, bro? Everyone still, I got an itch there. Everyone still has their areas. There's a lot in that. It's like 80, bro. <laughs> everyone still has their areas, but no one's claiming them as just their area. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, now. Another crew is not going to come open a chapter in Parramatta. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But they'll go eat there and they'll hang out there and that, but they're not going to claim it. Just like another crew won't go to this area. Like people still don't claim other people's areas because it would be fucking on, bro. You know what I mean? It would just ignite something. Something would ignite if that happened. Raptor wouldn't even allow it anyway. This yeah. Raptor squad doesn't allow us to even have an area. Is there more money to be made when you're working with Different people and that, different crews no, or no? No, Doesn't work like that? No. But focus on what I'm saying. You know Raptor? Yeah. They don't allow you to have any area. So right now, no one's got an area. We've got areas like this area's ours, that area's ours, this area's... But you can't sit there with your colours on 30 boys claiming it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind closed doors, everyone knows that's our fucking area. You would message each other and talk to each other and all that. You know what I mean? 
but back in my day, you could sit there with 40 boys on a table with all your colours on. The whole public knows, oh, that's fucking nomad territory. So now you can't do that. Raptor will come charge everyone. It must, have, it must have been like a good power trip, but... It was mad, bro. We used to have King's Cross down pack, bro. We had King's Cross for fucking 10 years, bro. You could not come into King's Cross. Another crew could not come in. You couldn't come into our street, brother. If you do, it'll be fucking... Someone's not coming home tonight. That's the mentality. So no one ever came in. I get that if you're in the area, right? And like this is, say like, this is your block where you're selling whatever you're doing, right? And someone comes, you're like, no, nah, this is competition. He's trying to like take my customers. I get that. But you're saying in general, you can't even enter. No. That's how it was back then. That's why the police got sick of everyone. You know, but in a way, in a way, that's less trouble, but isn't it? We still got areas. Don't get me wrong. I get you, but it's not publicly like you just can't publicly yeah, yeah. do it anymore because the coppers will charge you. But wasn't that less? But if, I, if I see another gang ride through the area, there'd be a problem, brother. I'm not gonna fucking lie to you. Even though I don't want the area, I'll fucking just there'll be a problem. But isn't that wasn't that less headache for the cops then? Because but now the coppers are, bro. The coppers fucked everything, bro. I'm telling you straight, they fucked us, bro. Can't go anywhere, can't do nothing. You know now, if I seen forty boys from another another crew in Parramatta, I wouldn't even approach them. You know why? Because you don't have to. Because you know the coppers are gonna jump on them and charge them all. That's why I wouldn't go to another crew's area and walk in there with my colours. I wouldn't even go to my own fucking area with my colours on of ten boys because the coppers is gonna charge us. So me myself, my own area, for example, Parramatta. It's my own territory. I, I can't even go in there with 20 boys with my colours on. Police will arrest you. You know what I mean? If a crew walks in there with their colours on and sits down, they're working for the cops. They must be. Because let me tell you, the law stage, you can't be with a crew, you go to jail. So if I ever walked in and seen 40 guys from another gang with their actual vest on sitting there, I'm going to question it. I'm going to say, to it, bro, this, these guys must be no good. How they sit in there and the raptor's not jumping on them. But if they sit in there with no colours on, it's different. What about if they're riding? Listen, I'm talking about sitting you, at I a restaurant you. with yeah, your yeah. gang colours on. What about if you're those riding days on the street? Are, those, those days are over. You can ride around still and get away with it because the police can't police every single street. But to sit yeah. in a restaurant with 50 boys with gang colours on and not get arrested, then you're a dog, brother. You're, you're a fucking dog straight out. Only a fucking dog can sit there with 50 boys that colours on not get arrested. If they've got no colours on, it's different. The police sometimes turn a blind eye. But they ain't turning a blind eye if you've got your vest on sitting in a restaurant. No fucking way. No way, bro. It's unheard of. These coppers have fucked everything for us. So you said that if you're joining a club, three people have to be a witness or something. Three people have to vouch for you. In the same chapter. Yeah, and then you got to wait twelve. And then you got to get your get a hang, become a hang around. Then you got twelve months to prove yourself. The hang around part, what's that? That's like you do anything they say. That's the norm. If they say to you shoot yourself in the foot, you got to shoot yourself in the Come foot. Come on, bro. Have you seen it or seen something that ridiculous? Yeah, bro. Years ago, <laughs> bro. Fucking, I'll never forget, bro. I was a norm. These cunts all lined up on the bar. And one dirty cunt, at the, they were trying to get him to go and lick every one of the members' asses after a long ride. Listen, this is not our chapter. No, no, not our chapter. Listen, not our chapter. Talking about the redneck ones in the fucking bush. 
all right? Do I have to bleep Brednick or is that... What? Do I have to bleep that or no? No. Bleep. Listen, these redneck cunts in the bush, that's what they do to their noms. Or they'll get a... They'll get like a dirty blood, like a sheep blood, cow's blood, mix it all together, pour it on a girl's pussy and then you got to lick her out. Oh. What the fuck, oh. bro? Let me tell you something. Do you know what I joined? They were, they were just fishing around with to see our reactions. I said, listen, boy, straight out, this is not for me. This, this is not my life. I'm a gangster. I ain't cut out for this life, brother. We're gangsters, so we're just, we're, we're going to leave. And then Greg goes, what do you mean? Well, what do you mean? They tried to... Like, we're sitting around and they were trying to test my character. And they're like, what would you do for your patch? And they start talking shit. But I was like, oi, 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 oi. I tell you now, I ain't licking nothing out. I ain't fucking nothing. I ain't doing none of this stuff. If you want me to go and do violence with someone, just give me the address, bro. I'll do it right now. But I ain't doing this shit. So oh, we're out of here. We're, we're fucking leaving. And they start laughing. Like, sit down, sit down. Times have changed. We're not going to make you do this that. Wasn't this your cousin at the, was the head at this point or not? Greg. Greg and Sam, both of them. So you sort of got a, a bit easy then? Nah, bro. You targeted yeah. us more, bro. It took me two years to get my colours. Kind of had a mission, bro, to prove that he's not favouritism of his cousins. Fucking had a hard, bro. Let me tell you, I've got a big fucking mouth too, bro. Like, you told me what? I said, what cunt? You said, shut up. I said, you fucking shut up. Look, it doesn't get you far of that attitude, bro. It took me two years to get my colours, bro. Opposed to what? Couple supposed months, to be 12 months. 12 months. You can get him after nine. But you also said that... You, People normally get him nine months. But you, you also said that you started again for your cousin or brother or something. Yeah, that's got nothing to do with that. It took two years, nothing to do with that. On I end top up, of that. Listen, I ended up... I was nine man for four months or six months. I ended up dropping the patch and going back to a norm to start off After with, the two years? No. First six months, you idiot. Okay, yeah, yeah. Squash that. It took me two years from when from Mick and everyone came in. Oh, okay. So it really took me two and a half years to get my colours. But yeah. I don't count the six months yeah, because yeah, yeah. I said, no, nah, no, nah, I'll go back to being a nom for Mick and Simon. <laughs> so, you, all right. so you join and someone has to vouch for you. You got to do a bit of missions and that. And hey, bro. It's fucking... Bro, no, listen, we didn't... None of us done that, but any bikey that you see... In this era, that's got a long grey beard and he's got a patch that says 30 years on his vest, 35 years. Look at that guy, like the dirtiest cunt in the world, bro. Brother, the dirtiest cunt in the world. Bro, I remember once I was at a bikey run, all right? Five days, bro. What do you mean five days? You're, you're riding for five days? Five days. You're literally riding for five days. Come on, bro. Yeah, you're riding to Queensland. You're riding to another states. To do what? To meet with other boys or meet up party. Just party? Party. Business money? No, no, no. It's party. It's it's party. It's a lot of partying. This, this it was time. all partying, bro, back in our day, in my day. Bro, let me tell you once. I was on a run and I was kicking back and we pulled into this fucking rocky road and it was fucking ugly, bro. I ended up parking the bike. And laying down, bro, on the dirt, I was that tired, and I looked up, and I was thinking to myself, none of these cunts have showered. Because we were, shop, we were stopping and showering, me and Sam, and us boys were like, every time we'd stop in a, in a town, we had hotels pre-booked, we'd go to the hotels, freshen up, or if I stop at a service station, like, you know, I'd freshen up, wash my face, and that, just little things you could do while you're on the road. But I remember looking at all these cunts thinking, these guys are wearing the same jeans, bro, five days. I thought to myself, 
I'm a fucking dirty cat. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a fucking dirty cat, bro. Five days wearing the same undies, you dirty cat. I remember all the, like us young boys sitting in the corner when we got to the destination and we were sitting, I think it was in Brisbane. Yeah, it could have been Brisbane that, that, that time. Yeah, it was Brisbane because the boys came from the Goldie. Anyway, I was saying to all the boys, the Arab boys, bro, imagine their undies, bro. These cats, fuck, bro. Imagine their wife when they get home and they got to throw those undies, bro. These cats, I hope they throw their undies out before they get home. I was like, shit, talk like that. Bro, I was laughing. And bro, I was getting double once by one of the Aussie members. And bro, he got off getting the what? Doubled. What's that? Oh, I, I was in the, the back. His bike broke down. And he's 20, you remember this fucking fat cunt? I shouldn't have called him fat cunt. He's dead now. He ended up dying of a heart attack. You know, these bikes fucking stunk like shit, bro. I'm telling you now. I ended up changing the level on my bike seat. <laughs> Everyone's like, bro, you're taking it too far. I go, no, bro, I'm changing the seat, bro. This can't fucking stay in my seat. But I remember I was riding and I was like that, bro. I was like, just the stage <laughs> that was coming from his beard. It was just flicking over, bro. I'm telling you. I was like, oh, bro. Oh, mate. <laughs> Dirty fucking bikies, bro. That's what they used to be, bro. Like, just dirty, bro. I remember, bro, like... A lot of different mixed nationalities. Nationalities, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. all Lebos. Not all Lebos. Like, there's Aussies, Aboriginals, Croatians, Lebanese, everyone. Bro, I remember once I was in the bar. Everyone was around. And then this fucking member comes on to be a mad cunt. You know the Aro? The Lebanese Aro, the strongest alcohol you can get. This cunt thought he was a fucking mad cunt. Let me tell what happened to him. To this day, he's known his red brass. Anyway, he comes and he's like, we used to always get him, a, every time I would get him a, a bottle of Arot, I'd give it to him, I'd give him 600 bucks. The dumb kind of be like, how much is Arot? That Arabic, I says, it's about five, 600 bucks, mate, it's expensive. Let's get them for nothing, bro. <laughs> give it to him 600 bucks. Bro, I'm going you got that bottle? I said, yeah, 600 bucks, brother. Yeah, it's more than cocaine. I said, brother, it's more powerful than cocaine. <laughs> anyway, I gave him the bottle and he put it on the bar. I said, what the fuck's he doing? He fucking poured it out on the bar. With lemon and salt, because they ran out of drugs, and racked it up. Bro, you know what happened to him? He fell back <laughs> after like four or five lines. Bro, he was racking up the arot, and then he was getting the bottles going, being a mad cunt, snorting it, bro. You know how strong arot is? Next minute, bro, he's in the bar still. He's looking at everyone. Fuck, Bob's your uncle, bro. Straight on the floor. Bro, I'm dying, you know, dying. <laughs> and then I thought, if this cunt dies, I gave him the arot. Fuck, I'm proud of cat. Fuck, I'm, seeing, I'm on camera giving him the drink and he slaughtered it. Bro, I'm telling you, I, the, the stories I could tell you from back in those party days, fuck, it was some funny shit, bro. Snorting, I don't, bro. That's to this day, you know, when I, I swear my mum was seen him about four months ago and his nose was red. And I remember that time happened, he, he, he busted a vessel in his nose and his nose was red. I don't know if it was from that. But, bro, his nose never changed. Like, <laughs> when I see him four months ago, his fucking nose was all red, bro. I was like, I shook his hand. I was looked at him like that. I just thought, fuck, his nose is red, bro. He's in different clubs with this cunt. He's in different game. Yeah. yeah heaps of cunts left other crews and that. Yeah, but there's heaps of fucking stories, bro. Never ending stories out on the road. Bro, I'm telling you, fuck, you know, the first four years in the club, all we did was. No, you can't fight fate. No, you can't fight fate. Yeah. Mama, tell me you believe